Hey everybody, Dan here. Just wanted to give a quick content warning for this episode. This episode handles some very sensitive topics, uh, such as child abuse, sexual assault, and um, more particularly sexual assault of a child. So I just want to make sure that you are aware this episode pretty much deals entirely about that, as that is what these songs are about. Thanks for listening, and we love you. I see a tiny puppy. (laughs) (laughs) My video isn't caught up yet. It's going to be like five minutes before I see this puppy. (laughs) That's a pretty great puppy. She's running around. You'll see her. This is horrible. Why is my internet so behind? (laughs) Penny, go do tricks. Don't be cute. She she really hated that clap. Oh, I bet she did. Oh, yeah, you're right. She tiny. She hates it. Welcome to Concept Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel. And I'm your season-long host, Tracy. And we've got a couple of very special guests with us today. Mikey and Grace, would you like to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Mikey, and this is my lovely wife. Hi, I'm Grace. Hello to both of you. Hello. Hi. How are you doing this fine evening? So great. So good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, get the giggles out now because there won't be many. (laughs) These songs are very uh, rough songs that handle uh, sexual assault. And yeah, they're they're tough. This is going to be kind of a tougher episode. So I just want to go ahead and make everyone aware of that. I did just see the dog. So did you see that great dog? Yep, just saw it. Good. Anyway, there's a great dog in uh, the background (laughs) with uh, Mikey and Grace. And it's fantastic. (laughs) So yeah, the songs you'll be going over are Do You Think It's Alright and Fiddle About. So Do You Think It's Alright is one I think we can go over the lyrics specifically. We Mm -hmm. will be breaking our usual format and not going into the lyrics for Fiddle About because it is pretty disturbing. So Mikey and Grace, how familiar are you with the album of Tommy? I have listened to it a few times, you know, because I have been a nerd pretty much all my life, so... (laughs) I've had my encounters with Tommy. I've seen the movie maybe twice, once or twice. Mm-hmm. And yeah, fa- fairly familiar with the album. Just I'm, I'm a fan of concept albums in general and try to listen to a lot of them. I have zero knowledge of Tommy. Like prior to yesterday, I listened to the songs <laughs> and watched some clips being pulled in for other reasons. But I will say that. I thoroughly enjoyed what I have viewed and listened to. Yeah, last night I made Grace watch the Pinball Wizard segment from the movie with Elton John. (laughs) So good. Which is just stunning. Oh, the shoes. That is the highlight of that movie. Yep. Which is otherwise, uh, I'm I'm not a fan of the movie. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, the Pinball Wizard number is so good because Elton John is just a gift to the world. Yeah. Exactly. It's crazy to watch that and just be like, Oh, this movie had like Academy Award nominations. Yeah. Like this this isn't some like weird forgotten thing. This was like a cultural phenom. Yeah. Like I'm so torn because part of me really has this curiosity where I want to see the movie really badly because of how everyone talks about it. And then another part of me also wants to avoid the movie because of how everyone talks about it. So it's not really <laughs> 
difficult thing for me to get over here. I would definitely recommend watching it, but with some wine. Okay, that sounds good. That's easy enough. In the story right now, Tommy has just gotten out of his underture acid trip that he didn't want to go on and his his parents are discussing what to do for the evening so let's jump into do you think it's all right okay do you think it's all right to leave the boy with uncle ernie do you think it's all right he's had a few too many tonight do you think it's all right i think it's all right spoiler alert it was not all right (laughs) it was not all right and this is just horrible to me like obviously the following number is way more horrifying, but this has still some really terrible implications mm-hmm. that they they know yeah. that Uncle Ernie is bad news. And especially if he's been drinking and he's been mm-hmm. drinking and it's they they know that it's a bad situation and they just let it happen. Mm-hmm. And that's horrible. Yeah. It's like obviously Uncle Ernie's done something before that like we're mm-hmm. already we're already thinking about it. And yeah, they just, they're just like, oh, it's, it'll be fine. So my whole job, part of like my actual job, like my nine to five is I'm a sexual assault nurse examiner. So just by the way, that's why I'm here. I got pulled into this. Um, Not that I totally, I totally want to be here and I'm super stoked, but also that's why. But just that is a background from like that professional perspective that it is extremely common, especially in children, that the assailant is going to be somebody that they know. And that it's very common for mom and dad who are with these kids day in, day out, they're stressed out, you know, we'll leave them like in this example with Uncle Ernie. They know Uncle Ernie. A lot of the times these people, um, the perpetrators, will be somebody that cement themselves in the family dynamic and or kind of make themselves somebody like kind of the glue that keeps everybody together and the chaos that is like bringing up a family and da, 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 da. he's always there for us he's always around nobody's perfect but so just that other perspective a little bit because it's very easy to say oh they should have known when a lot of the time like i drink wine all the time i mean i am not a child molester but you know from an outside perspective when you don't think that somebody's doing that kind of thing and they've established that trust with you and they've worked very hard to establish that trust why parents would sometimes put their children in the situation yeah not meaning to necessarily sometimes they it is they don't care i mean that is also a reality but there's a lot of times when they don't so i think if they considering that maybe they if they did think that something could be going on, mm-hmm. this would be probably the most unforgivable thing that mm-hmm. they've done for the whole album yeah. for me. But there's also the part of it where maybe they just really, they don't know. They have no idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, that's a very good point. And I, I very much appreciate the, the context. And Grace, I'm honestly very excited that you're here to <laughs> kind of share the... <laughs> Yeah. I have your, so your many stats if you the want them. I came so prepared. I'm so excited. <laughs> yes, definitely. But yeah, so uh, it's troubling as Tommy's parents decide to leave him under the watch of Uncle Ernie. Uh, so then we we move into Fiddle About. Um, I do have one more thing I want to say about Do You Think It's All Right? Yes, please. Kind of, I guess this is more on the bright side, is that that song does contain like one of my favorite things on the entire album, which is the the final chord of that song it does this like really interesting thing where it hits this this major seven chord where mm-hmm. 
Grace is giving me a face right now. Um, but no, it hits this major seven chord, which is like, it kind of brings this uh, this weird tension to the chord where like mm-hmm. it does kind of end on a nice note, but there's like this weird note that seems out of place in it, which kind of like, I guess in, in a lot of ways, like sim- symbolizes maybe the indecision the parents have in the back of their mind of like, eh, right? Like that's the, the final chord is like, <laughs> um, I, th- I think that's like a, uh, one of the one of the coolest little bits on the album is just that that little chord right there. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, I think it's a real good point. I do like that as well. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of stuff like that throughout this whole album of like small musical cues that indicate that something that indicate a little bit more than what they're doing through through lyrics. Yeah. Fiddle About does a lot of really cool stuff with chord changes as well that I will definitely talk about. <laughs> yes. So yeah, let's move into Fiddle About. Fiddle About is a narrative of assault and it's super duper troubling. It's real hard to listen to. Yeah, I was not expecting anything like this the first time I listened to the album. And yeah, it and was bad. That's, that's my bad. I should have warned you about <laughs> well, that. I think you I'm might have. very, very sorry. No, it's okay. You may have, but I still. It was just like a, like oh, okay. <laughs> this is a song on yeah. Yeah. So it's it's from the viewpoint of Uncle Ernie, just e- explaining what he's doing it was written by john entwistle <laughs> i i know it i i know the name last name's entwistle because i i was yeah. never sure if i was pronouncing it right but it's the bass player it is and mm-hmm. oh boy he also plays uncle ernie in the movie and honestly i don't know if they just played it up for his role in the movie or uh not but he is a he is a troubling looking individual Mm -hmm. particularly in the movie they do a they do a good job of making him look just real real upsetting Mm -hmm. but the song is very the music of it is very bass driven which i think is you know understandable because it's written by a a bass player and Mm -hmm. as a bass player i can confirm we don't know how to write songs (laughs) that aren't bass heavy (laughs) (laughs) I think it's also interesting that he also plays the the French horn on it, mm-hmm. which like this is like one of only two songs in the album that he wrote. I, I just found it kind of amusing. It's like, oh, I'm writing this one. Get ready for my French horn. It's coming. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just very curious as to like all of the decisions surrounding like who, what, when, how, like with all of the writing of both of these two songs. But I don't mm-hmm think we'll ever know because uh, yeah i saw apparently in interviews like pete townsend said like he was not comfortable like he couldn't bring himself to write from this cruel perspective mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like he had john write it for him because uh, yeah. it was because it was this one and the uh, cousin cousin kevin cousin kevin was the other one john and whistle wrote is that with, one creepy it's also creepy yeah <laughs> yes it is okay well <laughs> But yeah, this is, uh, I do like the musical, like it's musically well done Mm -hmm. to create a very disturbing, upsetting atmosphere. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. My main thought to Pete Townsend is if it bothers you so much that you can't write it, <laughs> Why are you maybe don't listen? put it in your story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe it doesn't move the narrative along. So maybe just don't do it. Does it move the narrative? I mean, I haven't seen it. I don't, I don't. That's a it, really good point. Really? I don't really feel like it does. It's just more like shock value and then, then adds oh. an extra layer of creepiness to the last song. Okay. Don't yeah. love that then. And yeah. I I think it's weird, like, that it needed to happen twice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you probably could have just had Tommy be abused once. And, like, mm-hmm. that can give you what you needed for your story if that's what the narrative calls for. Right. But, like. Yeah. I mean, there's the possibility that somebody in the creative process had an issue with it and music is a form of therapy and expression mm-hmm. True. and That's a good point. It, you know you got to do what you got to do to work through yeah. these things and i don't know but it's definitely a possibility we'll talk about it in cousin kevin but that was based on someone that they knew so mm. yeah. it's not okay. said in this one that it is but that's could be possible too yeah, yeah. and if i remember correctly Pete did come from a fairly broken home. His parents like split when he was still like a toddler and he was raised by his grandmother who from his accounts has some sort of mental disabilities that I I couldn't didn't really see any specific details into, but it seemed Mm -hmm. to have been pretty taxing on him for most of his life. Yeah, I know that he came from a kind of broken home. I don't like using the phrase broken home, but Mm -hmm. from a from a less than stellar background Mm -hmm. and... I definitely think that played a, a pretty big part in the writing of, of this, particularly the shit's gone real bad mm-hmm. for Tommy section, which is the section that we're in right now. I mean, it's also kind of the whole album is shit's gone bad for Tommy, <laughs> but like this is the like the real bad stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think like in like a real life application here, like one of the big points that I feel like is an important takeaway in this like specific situation is the fact that the people that are unfortunately dealt this deck of cards and have to deal with the situation are the ones that nobody's going to believe in the first place. And the ones that, you know, assailants will choose mm-hmm. their victims, you know, it's, you know, in this situation, like, Oh, he's not going to tell, they yeah. won't believe you uncle ernie specifically mentions that tommy won't scream and yeah. shout right like no. that was, that's he's very selective yeah. and like this is why he chose tom yeah like it's very common yeah. that we look for this in a lot of people with mental disabilities even with the elderly it's something to keep an eye on um a lot of the times immigrants which is just a hot topic worth mentioning for fear of retaliation and deportation same thing with prostitutes it's just if they have any reason to not go to the police or are unable to Mm -hmm. it's just like a red flag period which i Mm -hmm. uncle ernie made very clear (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah like he specifically calls that out yeah he's like no not worried about this you gonna keep your mouth shut so Yeah. yeah uncle ernie very much knew what he was doing and at that point he might not be the first one unfortunately mm-hmm. which is often the case as well so yeah good stuff <laughs> yeah. but yeah that's often the case but i remember like yeah. when my parents left they like the last thing they would say like always heading out the door was you be good and listen to blankety blank like that's the mm-hmm. last thing every time they left that's what all of our parents said when we left and we were left mm-hmm. with somebody yeah. and so i'm gonna listen to them because my parents told me to 
And then that establishes like a break in trust with your parents, which is like the worst mental health issue for a kid, seeing as that like you survive on them for livelihood and it just goes forth from there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that's kind of all that I had. Uh, specifically to talk about since we're not breaking down the lyrics but uh grace you had you said you had some things prepared (laughs) i do have some things prepared i don't know i have some cool stats i guess as far as like cool they're cool to me are they are they cool or are they very depressing (laughs) all of this is very depressing cool to grace because you know what if you bring things to light i'm gonna start with this so like I said earlier, I'm a sexual assault nurse examiner. I work in a rape crisis center. Just to put it out there, if you or you know anybody that, you know, is in the situation, the best thing you could do is to just like call a crisis line right away and they can just like walk you forward from there with whatever you're ready to do. That being said, like, I think since I started like a little over a year ago, I started around the time that the Me Too movement came out and we had more putting it out there, verbalizing you know, it's okay to talk about it kind of um, cultural change, which I'm, I was really excited to do this podcast. We've almost doubled our numbers in the people that we're seeing, which is really, really cool. Not a ton of cases make it um, all the way through the system. Only about 16% of sexual assaults serve time in prison, which is dismal. That's the... That's the big one. But that just means it's worth educating yourself. I have a lot of references. If anybody is at all interested, I would be super happy to share all the fun information that I have to share. But just the general rule of thumb is reach out. You're not alone. And just be careful of who you leave your children with. Yeah. I think is a fair judgment because it is like I had a stat over how many times those people you know. I can't find it, but it was good. It's in here somewhere. I have an entire sheet of stats, but Mm -hmm. it was something like uh, upper like by the 80s or something like that no yeah because it flipped from the 70s so actually when this album was this is this is interesting okay sorry Bernard. when this album was recorded stranger rape is what we call it was about a 75 percent to like a 25 percent 75 percent being like i was raped by a stranger 25 percent i was raped by someone i know where that's like almost exactly flipped now where it's 75 percent of the time it's somebody you know and 25 percent of it is stranger assault so mm. some of that may yes. have to do with like skewed numbers of more people coming forward and it being more mm. public. So we're okay to, you know, put these family members who we may still care about in precarious situations because that's a big holdup for a lot of people when it's somebody that, you know, like the situation. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's most of my spiel. <laughs> Any like links or numbers or resources like that, if you can share those with us, we can put those in the show notes. Yeah. I can totally forward you. There's, I'm sure there's like a nationwide hotline number that mm. we can put in whatever y'all fancy podcast people call that thing. Mm. <laughs> um, and that is definitely the person to call and they can give you like direct, easy instructions, hotline numbers, or I've called them before for various people. They're amazing and wonderful and very concise and understanding and can hold your hand a hundred percent of the way. That's really good. And yeah, we definitely will. We'll put that information in the show notes just because it's important stuff to have out there. Mm-hmm. Normally I ask narratively, if you were to make a different choice for the characters <laughs> in these songs, what you would change and how you feel that would go. I feel like th- this one might be a little more obvious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so instead, let's just say... Your favorite ice cream flavor. 
Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite ice cream flavor? And what do you think Tommy's favorite ice cream flavor Ooh, is? Oh, okay. Do you think Tommy's ever been fed ice cream, Dan? <laughs> His life is Listen. so Yeah, Tommy's life kind of sucks. I don't know. My favorite ice cream is very specific and yes. tells a lot about where mm. I'm from. Yep. I guess it's Bluebell mint chocolate chip. Oh, uh, okay. Me, All right. Can you explain that? So... Bluebell, I'm from Texas. It is a Texas thing. Um, <laughs> made in Brenham, and it is the best ice cream. If you try and tell me there's a better ice cream, I'm not interested in hearing it. Except for that time they gave everyone E. coli. That Don't was whole thing. care. <laughs> oh my God, get better immune systems, you idiots. It's so good. <laughs> um, do, we yeah. mention, do we mention Grace is a nurse? Let's okay. add that back Charm. I love it. <laughs> Mint chocolate oh, chip, best flavor. That's purely nostalgia based. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's not, but Bluebell is the best ice cream. So Bluebell is just the brand of the mint chocolate Blue chip. Bluebell is the brand. Okay, I thought it was like a special like kind of mint chocolate chip ice cream. It's like, oh, interesting. <laughs> no, Bluebell is the brand. They have a ton of like super awesome flavors. Look it up. It's amazing. If you're below the Mason Dixon line, you can usually find it. Sometimes only in pints. Go look for it. So good. Y'all about to get paid by Bluebell, by the way. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> but I the, think uh, if- the chocolate chip cookie dough in my freezer right now is actually Bluebell. I, uh, yes! I picked some up. Yes! There's a Walgreens walking distance from my apartment. So I just walked over there and picked up some ice cream. And the person there was like, oh, are you from Texas? I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> But see, oh, I mean, so if if we're talking bluebell ice cream, we gotta talk about that cookie two step. Ooh, girl, that cookie oh two God. step. <laughs> oh my God, it's like a fifty fifty of cookies and cream and cookie dough ice cream. Oh my God, oh, it is something else. Oh. It is something that else. Very good. It is so oh, good. God. It also has. It's also just the most Texas sounding. <laughs> Ice cream there's ever cookie been. Cookie two-step. Get yeah. that bluebell cookie two-step. <laughs> ah. Amazing. That's very good. Mikey, how about your favorite ice cream? I I, I mean, I now that we're talking about it, I think it's probably that cookie two-step. Oh, good. So good. So I, I'm not from Texas, but I lived in Texas for like three or four years where Grace introduced me to the world of bluebell. And <gasps> aside from the whole E. coli thing... <laughs> <laughs> is they do make a fantastic ice cream. Yeah, they do. And then you just like poop I, it all out with the E. coli and that's no true. calories. No, it's low calorie. <laughs> Goes in, comes on right out. Well, the nurse said it, so it's got to yeah, be true. Yeah, it's got to be true. See, that's why I don't attach my last name to things. I'm not liable for that's any right. of this. Yeah, that's right. Eat all the bluebell you want and then just poop and it just out poop and you get no yeah. calories. <laughs> Tracy, what's yours? I'm panicking. <laughs> <laughs> The local place I really like right now, that's right down the street from me, they have, like, all their flurries are, like, with huge, like, homemade candy pieces on them, basically. Mm. So, right now, I really like their peanut butter one. Mm. So, I get chocolate ice cream, and then it's, like, a literal peanut butter bar on top and also mixed in. It's so good. Mm. And we had, um, I just went there today, but I got a uh, cherry float with Door County cherries, which is a big thing in Wisconsin, and that was also very good with cheesecake pieces in it. Oh damn! I can't think of a favorite. 
Anyway, Dan, hit us with yours. So I'm a sucker for mint chocolate chip, definitely. Yes. Mm -hmm. But I don't, there's this, so there's a um, Kilwins right by where I work. And I walk down there and get some uh, ice cream sometimes. And they have a, a key lime pie uh ice cream that's very good especially in a waffle cone Mm. and then there's a place uh right by me called fresh that uh has their flavor of the month this month is this double chocolate that uses cocoa nibs from a local chocolatier and uh is just so rich and delicious and creamy and smooth and i'm i want i want it right now (laughs) in my face Let's go. So I don't know if I could pick a favorite, but those are those are definitely my top three. Pretty top notch. Just general any mint chocolate chip, and then Kilwin's key lime or the double chocolate uh, deliciousness. Oh, Tracy has a, a thought. I remembered my favorite ice cream is my parents' homemade ice cream, and then I put maple syrup in it. The Whoa! Nice. It's made with goat milk. It's amazing. Holy moly! <laughs> yeah, we get it from the farm down the road. It's That's the richest amazing. ice cream you'll ever eat. It's so good. Anyway, oh, have you ever put maple syrup, like real maple syrup, not store bought maple syrup? Real maple syrup in your ice cream? No, you're blowing my mind and I can't stand it. Oh my god. That's, yeah. That's, so good. that's oh, gonna good. need to be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to figure out how to do that. I have Podcast field syrup. trip to Wisconsin, <laughs> right? I buy it by the gallon, it's amazing. By the gallon? The gallon. You buy the gallon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you all about that. <laughs> Mikey Grace, if the yeah. uh, if if our listeners want more of y'all in uh, their <laughs> lives day to day, where can they where can they find you and your amazing opinions on ice cream? Um, let's see. <laughs> I don't know. We could possibly show up in places. I don't know. Who knows? I work in a hospital. Go to a hospital. I might be there. You don't know if I'm not there. <laughs> There's a, so, there's a hospital somewhere in this country. Grace is there. I'm there. Yeah. And yeah. she's going to check you out. And she's going to tell you her ice cream secrets. Yeah. Wait. Um, um, so uh, for a few years, for a couple years, I made a show called The Amateur Animal Psychic. If you want to check that out, it's an improv comedy show. I actually, we just wrapped that up. I did end <laughs> Amateur Animal Psychic with like no notice at all. Fanfare. I, I think I like I decided like a few days after our our last episode came out I was just like oh yeah that can be the last one <laughs> cuz I was like I I was cuz it was bit, it was it, it was a very much like a bucket list episode for me that I was like oh I don't know how if I could end one better than that I I felt like doing the the Irish goodbye yeah. was uh that's a fun way to do it but I am working on a new project now it's kind of a spin-off of Animal Psychic we're working on getting the pilot together now we're hoping that be released in earnest sometime this fall uh the show is called brownsville community radio oh my Uh, god yes (laughs) it's going to be uh similar to the animal psychic and it's going to be kind of improv comedy based on this idea of like a small town content makers uh but the idea is that every episode will be a brand new show um, as part of the greater Brownsville community radio universe, we're going to be doing news shows. We'll be doing interview shows. 
or political talk. Trundles will appear. Trundles will definitely be If I have anything to say about it. That was my favorite part. (laughs) Riley, Trundles commercials has always been my favorite part of that show. So I'm I'm happy to hear that they are loved and they will will be here for quite some time. I'm so excited for that. Yes. Oh, this is so happy. Look, happy ending. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) <laughs> so good so good and yeah i i can highly highly recommend the amateur animal psychic it's- yes both tracy and daniel have been on it they're both fantastic and i i will say right now they will both be on brownsville community radio when the time comes along i don't know if they knew that they knew they now, now. <laughs> i'm oh, very yeah. excited a hundred percent in on this so <laughs> Uh, this was the self-care that I needed after this episode (laughs) (laughs) as always you can find us on twitter at concept podcast if you have thoughts questions concerns anything like that then you can reach us at conpodceptcast at gmail.com uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Dantendo64. And you can find me at Adil's Warlock. And thank you very much, everybody. Next week, we'll be getting into one of the most, I mean, the most well-known song off of this whole album. We'll be talking Pinball Wizard. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Mike and Grace, again, thank you so much. Thank and, you for uh, having bye us. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Bye. 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 bye.